Welcome to the Display Treats. This is a podcast with yours truly, Brian, and my friend Andrew, where we talk about the differences of living in both the United States and Australia, having been born in the U.S. and migrated to Australia. So just having a bit of fun, no serious politics, it's mostly for a laugh, having a bit of fun. So a little bit about me, I do IT for a living, have been involved in the music scene a bit here and there. Uh, and have been living in Australia now for about 15, almost 16 years. And I'll let Andrew talk a bit about himself. Yeah, cool. Yeah, hi everyone, I'm Andrew, and uh, I'm doing a PhD in astrophysics right now, and it's, it's pretty cool stuff. I'm sure we'll be talking a bit more about that uh, in upcoming podcasts. But uh, yeah, and I've, I've been in Australia for about... Uh, eight or nine years now I think yeah it's pretty good that's what your bio says your bio says Sorry. eight your bio says eight yeah yeah that's eight years that's it <laughs> I lose track sometimes well but you're, you you've just you haven't been married that long and so yeah, I mean that that's what oh, I would well, use as my excuse six is that, years yeah <laughs> that's long enough <laughs> <laughs> okay that came out wrong <laughs> It's, it's long enough to be considered, you know, not not married for a very long time. <laughs> now, yeah, I was just saying that when you're with somebody that you really care about and you really love, that that you sometimes lose track of how long you've been together because it seems yeah. like you've been together a lot longer than what you might have actually. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and Jess, if you're listening, that's what I meant, and I'm sure that's what Andrew meant, too. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Sometimes I just say words, and they don't come out really what I, the way I mean them to. <laughs> I call that fem disease. Fem disease? Fem, F-I-M, foot oh. in mouth. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Which I have a chronic illness of. I have put my foot in my mouth on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> And anybody listening to this that has known me for really any length of time probably is wetting themselves laughing, thinking of places where they know that's the case. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. We, I, know, I know I've done something when I make my boss currently go, ay, ay, ay. Well, you know, you hire me, you get, I, you get what you got. Yeah, exactly. It's their fault. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's their fault. You're the way you that you are. <laughs> hmm. That's not a very Republican way to think about things, but I kind of like where you're yeah. going with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yes. We should, should probably start with the first the... question. Yeah, questions. Okay. So... Well, I, I, let's start with I, I like I like Rainey's question, right? So Rainey's an old friend of mine, and he had an interesting question, and I thought it's particularly interesting. I think from your perspective, because from you mine. you just turned vegetarian like not that long uh, ago, yes. and so his question is like the avail- availability of fruits and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I th- I've thought about this, and I don't really. The only difference I can think of, the only real difference, is there aren't any, you know, big orange pumpkins in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it's pretty much the same. 
pretty much the same stuff. Same well, food. That but I can it, think of anyway. if you're looking at availability, though, I, I, look, yeah. I, 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 I have never been to Michigan, and I, and I will put that out there right now. I mean, <laughs> I kind of jumped over Michigan and visited Canada, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I've been to Texas, so you'll have to go someday. Uh, fair enough. I will pay that. <laughs> but, uh, like, for Texas, for example, finding finding fruits and vegetables, like, say, in a supermarket, is a little bit more difficult than it is here. Really? Uh, well, I thought so. I mean, Walmart seems to do a little bit better job. But, like, Walmart. if you... Uh, yeah. Walmart sells okay. food. But, like, if, if I go in... Walmart a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Walmart. Right, they should they should hire me to be their spokesperson because I would, I would, <laughs> I love Walmart. Yeah, yeah. One of the first <laughs> things I did, one of the first things I wanted to do was introduce Grace to Walmart because Walmart is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. We have to think. We have to think hard about their sponsorship though, because I don't know. They they do some things that make me feel uncomfortable. Uh, okay, that's fair enough too. But I'm, I'm just saying. But like for you know Kroger or, um, or some of the other like, um, grocery food store chains, they don't necessarily have as wide a variety or as a or as big as a fruit and vegetable section as say, you know Coles or or uh, Woolworths here do. I, I yeah. didn't I okay. didn't find they they developed a little bit more and I think they have more than when I was growing up. But yeah, I I, I find that Coles and Woolies have probably more than say Kroger's or um, what's another one over there I'm trying to remember now I was just there <laughs> well the the big uh, supermarket chain in the Midwest where I live is is Meyer, and they've got you know everything oh wow okay it's basically basically another version of Walmart but more local local oh, okay. version and but yeah they're spreading all around the place but um yeah, they've got a huge selection of fruits and vegetables, and I don't really... Just thinking back on that, I don't think there's really much of a difference between mm, okay. what they sell and what Coles or Woolies sells. So, so, so the season, I guess. Yeah, well, that's true. But does, does, does Meyer spelt the same way as the department store here? No, no. It's a, it's a Dutch name, so it's... A, oh, okay. A M-E-I-J-E-R. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. West Michigan is the Dutch capital of the world outside of the Netherlands. <laughs> I never, I never in a million years would have guessed that. That's incredibly yeah. cool. Lots of Dutch names. Oh. And okay. Dutch culture. Okay, so it's a little bit like Melbourne has the highest number of Greeks outside of Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of mm. like that. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty cool. So I guess it I guess it just depends then on where you go or what you do. But then but then like um I, I know in Texas, for example, and even going into Arkansas when I where I spent part of my Christmas, um, you've got Whole Foods, right? And a lot of people have probably at least heard of Whole Foods for one reason or another. But they've yeah. got like a ton of that kind of stuff. And it's and right. most of it's organic or, or biodynamic or, or that kind of stuff. It's a ginormous Ginormous yeah. grocery, yeah. just you know, well, it's a grocery store, and it's got a lot of other stuff besides fruit and veggies. But yeah, yeah, and I suppose just um, just recently I noticed, well, not recently, but I noticed that uh, there's an organic section now in in Woolies at least. I don't yeah. know if it was there years ago, but 
it's there now. Well, Woolly that would that would exist in a place like say Meyer, so that could be. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because Woolies bought out Macro, and Macro, macro. was an organic um, fruit and vegetable distribution store. And oh, so right. okay. when Woolies, yeah, I I read it in the news. So when Woolies bought out Macro, that's that's where that came from. Uh, okay, right. And Coles has had to follow suit, and you'll see that they've actually got some organic stuff in there too. Yeah. It's not a big yeah. section. Yeah. Um, and then you get people out, of, you know, in my family that think that um, organic fruits and veggies are too expensive for what you're getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's. I mean, that's. You know, the only tangible difference, I guess, you can see that it, it's just the price. <laughs> I can taste the I, difference. I, I, oh, you can. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would not yeah, eat a conventional I, I banana still, if I if I had a choice. I just they just taste soapy and washed out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah. Same I guess thing I with just apples. Never really buy it from the supermarket. Whatever I get organic, it's basically from my own garden. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tasted the difference between organic food from a supermarket and oh, okay not organic food from a supermarket. But so, so can you grow organic bananas in your backyard in Perth? Can you? Oh well, I'm not growing anything like bananas or anything like that. Oh, just okay. simple stuff like <laughs> cherry, cherry tomatoes and stuff like that. Oh, okay, 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 fair enough. Well, yeah, yeah. And organic tomatoes I find actually taste a lot better too. Yeah, they've got the flavors. It's just so much better. The the cherry tomatoes I get at the supermarket are just really watery and like don't have much flavor to them. But the ones that I grow in my garden just have a lot more flavor. Yeah. Well, if you listen to my mom. Right, because she she also grows those type of tomatoes, and and yeah. she'll go, oh, they're just so delicious, right out of my garden. They just, oh, they're, and my yeah, my yeah. mom can go on about that. So they must be good. <laughs> I don't really like tomatoes that much. I eat them occasionally. I, I like tomatoes <laughs> when they're kind of squashed up and juicified and put into like pasta sauce or pizza sauce. Or <laughs> but ketchup. <laughs> I don't even like ketchup. I think ketchup's good. Oh really? Okay. Nah, pizza sauce and, maybe. Uh, pizza yeah. sauce is okay. But I don't. And, and uh, I see that you're still saying tomatoes, and I'm I've adapted it and saying tomatoes. I will never yield. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I have yielded in some places. I, I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. That, well, in some things I've adapted. It's funny when I when I go back when I go back to Texas and and in Arkansas they can hear certain things and go oh you've picked up a bit of an Aussie accent. Yeah, and then when I come here, they go, "Yeah, you pretty much still have your Texas accent." So I must be, <laughs> I must be in that nice, happy middle zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Whenever I go back to Michigan or somewhere in America, they, they always, most of most people say that, "Oh, you've got a pretty, your, your accent's different. It's like it's got a slight Australian accent." Yeah. But then when I'm here, if if people don't hear me talk enough. Um, they they assume I'm Australian, mm-hmm. so they, they gotta hear me talk enough to pick up slight a slight American accent. <laughs> so my my accent's definitely morphed a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but also you're you're from Michigan, which is just really one step away from Canada, and they've got kind of a more. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but the like my accent and the Canadian accent isn't very no they aren't very different. They all you don't you don't sound very unless, Canadian at unless all. you're saying the word a boot, a boot, <laughs> or a. They say a after oh, yeah, everything. A, a. Yeah. How you doing, eh? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's how uh, that's how Canada got its name. They said C A N A D A. You haven't heard that before. I haven't. I love it. <laughs> and if my friend Erin is listening to this, I want her to write me and tell me if she agrees with that statement because she probably does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that from a. Uh, uh, one of our friends at uh, college. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't just make it up. <laughs> I, 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 I'd claim it even if you didn't. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I think that's awesome. It is pretty good. <laughs> but I, I, I tell people, I think, I, I think, you know, that I, I don't, I'm not intentionally changing my accent too much. Um, and my Texas accent definitely comes out more when I'm tired. I don't drink, so it doesn't come out then. But. Um, <laughs> Definitely more when I'm tired or I'm, I've been talking to the family a bit or, or those kind of things. Um, but I, I think I discovered pretty early on, oh, actually getting into um, Rebecca's question, sort of, um, where she was asking, you know, accent would be fun, I feel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, word mishaps. So we're kind of segueing into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed when I first got here was if I didn't modify how I said certain things, at least a little bit, they didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> Do you have any examples? Well, yeah, because, like, so I started I started working at, at, well, effectively the place that I work now. I started working there pretty, within the first couple of months of when I, when I moved out here. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to this one guy, and he was asking me a question, and I just could not understand him for love nor money. And I and I asked him, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? And he, I could tell he was getting frustrated. I'm like, I'm very sorry. It's the accent. I'm having trouble understanding you. And he goes, <laughs> and he's like, I have an accent? I go, well, to me you do. <laughs> right? I mean, because that's, it's my ears that are trying to listen to what you're saying. I didn't say that bit. But, um, you know, and, and also, even before that, um, when I first moved here, um, Tiff, my wife, was was um, very good friends with some people, and um, the guys that that her friends were married to took me to um, Texas Steakhouse, right? Oh yeah. And there was one guy they brought. I forget where he was from, but he was from the bush, right? <laughs> and I could not understand a single word he said, right? <laughs> I don't care how many times yeah. he repeated it, I, nothing got n- absolutely nothing out of this guy. And they had to constantly interpret for me because I just I couldn't pick it up. <laughs> um, yeah, the accent is totally different uh, if if you go yeah out out in the bush. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so accent obviously is something that you know makes it you know more or less difficult to understand what somebody is trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think. Um, yeah, so I've modified myself a little bit just to kind of fit in. I don't, as a general rule, say things like "good day, mate," because I think I just sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's right? right. Once in a while, I can pull it off. I don't think I did G'day, there. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, why? Oh. You know, and sometimes I like to do the, um, I like to do the, um, um, Hogan Hogan word um, phrase. That's not Bogan? enough. Yeah, Paul Hogan, yeah. That's not a knife. Oh, oh, Paul Hogan. Oh, I thought you meant Bogan. Like, you know, 
No, 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 not Hogan. You know, that's yeah, not Hogan. a knife. Paul Hogan. This yeah, is yeah. a knife. And I probably can't <laughs> yeah. do that for nuts either. That's not a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> yeah, and you, actually, you probably did it better. Um, no, no, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, once in a while I like to have fun with that. But as a general rule, I don't try to say too many things that are more Australian. Like, yeah. Avo. I just, I think I sound bad. Avo. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we yeah, try to I, put the R in it. Yeah, I, we, we, yeah, it's just too difficult. Like, I don't know, the, the Australian accent is really hard for me to say, and I think for a lot of Americans to say. So, well, it, it is because because it comes with its own set of rules that nobody else understands. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is typically you don't say your R. Yeah, that's right. Right. I mean, so like, um, ka, not you, car. Not yeah, ka. I'm like, no, we're yeah. not talking about a bird call. <laughs> ka, ka, ka. <laughs> yeah. It's car. It's an R. Yeah. Wait, in fact, I was... Well, going back to the accent thing you were asking me about, um, a boss that I used to have would drive me to work because I didn't really like taking the train. I didn't have my own car at the time. And so he... And I was kind of on his way, so he drove me to work. And we started talking about certain things. And we were talking about Mazda. Right, and in the U.S. we call it Mazda, <laughs> and in in Australia it's called Mazda. Yeah, and yeah, it's just one of the things that you you think would be the other way around. Yeah, but when 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 I talked to him about it, he was like, when you say it, when you say Mazda, it sounds like there should be an R in it. All right, like M A R. Yeah. C D A or something like that. Yeah, because the R <laughs> in Australia is so soft. Yeah. That you know that that long A almost adds an R to it instinctively to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. So again, the accent, right. you kind of have to change it. Yeah, uh, you know, like yeah well, I've, I've got a pretty funny story, actually. Um, this is this happened days after I first arrived in Australia, so it, that makes it really funny. <laughs> um, so, before I came out, uh, one of my friends from Michigan had contacts in Melbourne, um, at a church and so he contacted the, the guy out there that was the contact for the, this church and he this guy had a couple come to pick me up at my place to take me to their church on the first Sunday that I was in Australia mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> so they picked me up they, they, they drive me there and on the way um, the wife asked, asked me uh, <laughs> and I'll try and reproduce what it sounded like to me she asked me, do you have any hubbies? <laughs> and I swear, I heard hubbies. H-U-B-B-I-E-S. And so I was thinking, oh my gosh. Um, hubbies plural? I would, I would understand if it was hubby singular, but hubbies plural? Like, <laughs> how many, what do these people do with themselves? <laughs> so I was like, um, no, I don't have any hubbies yet <laughs> and uh, so like after going back and forth for a bit I realized she was saying hobbies mm-hmm. not hobbies <laughs> and um, so yeah that was kind of a really awkward but really funny now moment <laughs> yeah because you don't really know where to go with that do you yeah yeah uh... oh I forgot yeah she said oh well everyone has hobbies <laughs> I was like, okay, whoa, hang on. 
What world do you live so, in, Miss? Yeah. <laughs> so what, that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> that uh, yeah, it is good. But and that reminds me of one that that actually Tiff and I did. So before I moved out here, I was helping I was helping Tiff find a place, and we were looking we were looking online at different houses and stuff, and and Tiff's like, oh, this one's across the street from a from a cemetery. Yeah. And I'm like, a cemetery? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand how a house can be across the street from something equally distant from each other. <laughs> you know, or, you know, I, I don't understand. And it's, and then she worked out, I'm saying cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Not symmetry. <laughs> cemetery. Like symmetry. Yeah. Like S-Y-M-N. Well, that's how it sounded to me. I thought she was yeah, saying yeah. symmetry, as in there's symmetry in, you know. <laughs> you know I don't yeah. understand how you can be across the street from symmetry. That just doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Across the street from an abstraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better way to, yes, absolutely. Not a place. Yeah. Oh, actually, she, and then she worked it out, and she goes, cemetery, like dead people. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, how, yeah. How stupid of me. <laughs> uh, so accents, yeah, the ac- accents definitely can. Um, yeah, ac- accents can definitely get you into. Oh yeah, totally. Um, that kind of takes us into um, into Vic's question a little bit oh, yeah. about the different uh, different types of words that can kind of get you into trouble. <laughs> um, oh yes. <laughs> Well, one immediately comes to mind. Can do you know what I'm thinking of? Uh, possibly, I've, I can think of a few. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking of the word root. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't. Well, actually, okay. So to explain, rooting in Australia means having sex. <laughs> yes. But. <laughs> I guess the most common uh, use of the word in America is like to cheer for someone for a, for your sports team, for example. Yes, absolutely, and they and they <laughs> find that funny. They it, it, yeah. they're ab- it's absolutely hilarious because they're like, I can't believe you say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, the the main thing that comes to mind when I hear the word "root" is the <laughs> the uh, something stretch song at the baseball games. Take them out of the ball game. <laughs> yes. Root, root, root for the home team. <laughs> it's, yes, it, it, yes, it, yes, exactly. And they're like, that, and they they find it funny. Yeah. But it, but that's not too dissimilar because in, in IT, um, um, we call we call um, the you know network devices routers, right? But in <laughs> but in England they call them routers. <laughs> So, so at conference calls, they would say we're having problems with our routers, and of course, all the Australians would find it hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. But but the one that gets me the most because I had hands-on personal experience. But other than root, that's a really good one. The other one that that I find them really entertaining is one. Of course, when I first moved here, Grace was um, Grace was only like four, right? And um, and she. She and Tiff came out to the U.S. to come and visit me before I moved here. Mm-hmm. And 
So one of the things that Grace liked to do was to write and to draw, and she would carry rubbers, which in Australia mean eraser. They definitely yeah. don't mean that back in the States. It, yeah. More to help with the routing issue we were just talking about. <laughs> so oh, so we're, I was like, do not under any circumstance say rubber, because that's not yeah. a good word here, right? That's, yeah. it's... You know, and people are going to look at you funny and look at me bad if you start asking for something like that. Because I understand you're asking for an eraser, but they, you know, they don't yeah. understand. But uh, another one that I found interesting, too, that isn't quite so evil. Well, not evil. Um, evil is a strong term, Brian. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was interesting was um, was when Grace was, was little, she went up and asked for a lemonade. Oh, yeah. Right, and lemonade in the U.S. is you know lemon with water and a bit of sugar mixed around. That's lemonade. Yeah. But here it's Sprite. Yeah, yeah. In or any like lemony soda drink. Well, yeah, yeah exa- yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it could be anything. And um, and so Grace would go up and ask for lemonade, and I'd have to translate for her. <laughs> what got me though was on this last trip because I mean now she's twenty, right? Um. She was asking for lemonade, and I instinctively try to translate for her. She goes, "No, I meant lemonade. See, it's right there on the on the menu. I can translate for myself now." Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, they're actually uh, two different languages, <laughs> American and Australian. <laughs> they are. They say it's English, right? And in some places it is, but you yeah. know, like Avo, we were talking about earlier, Avo, um, which is A R V O. Which doesn't yeah. sound that way. Um, actually, means afternoon. Yeah, yeah. You you never hear anything like, like that in America. No. You just you, you wouldn't. And in fact, there's there's a funny story somebody told me about that was um, somebody who came to visit had never heard what Avo was, and they and their friend had told them, "I'll meet you in the Avo." <laughs> and they were like, "What is Avo?" And they went around the city looking for Avo, trying to figure out where it was, and they end up in a train station. <laughs> And they and they ask you know one of the conductor people or the people at the station going what is Avo where is it and they go I tell you what have a sit there and uh, I'll let I'll I'll tell you shortly and they go okay so they sat there and then after the clock turned past you know noon um, they said okay now it's Avo <laughs> oh, that's great well, that's just mean yeah. <laughs> That's just mean. Yeah, but I mean, words like that just go go with the Aussie spirit of abbreviating everything. You mean like Sambo for sandwich? Sambo? I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's, I, I had to ask what that one was because I'm like, you lost me on that one. <laughs> okay. Or the, the short form flat out, which is short for flat out like a lizard drinking. When <laughs> <laughs> you're really busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The one, the one that really gets me though, because I'm from Texas, right, and I'm always conscious about being a Texan, right. And the one that gets me the most is footy, <laughs> right. So why footy? Because football. So to say footy in Texas for football <laughs> would just get me beat up, <laughs> right. You just wouldn't. You just wouldn't, right. It's football because first of all, football is football is pretty much a religion in Texas. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. So to degrade it by calling it footy, that's just going to get me hurt. Yeah, yeah, I can see where that that would 
that would uh but here's quite common but <laughs> but australians end a lot of stuff in e they change they, they shorten a lot of stuff down to and and end it in e yeah yeah like or, lolly for yeah, like lolly. yeah candy yeah you want a lolly <laughs> or a sunnies for sunnies sunglasses. yeah i've caught myself i've converted to saying that a lot <laughs> Yeah. I have. Um, um, and then, well, Aussie for yeah. Australian. Or, or Oz just for Australia itself. Yeah. Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. Or, or and, and, they'll, and they they lengthen things that are short and they shorten things that are long. So superannuation becomes super. Yeah. So much so that if you go to www.super.com.au, it actually exists. It's for superannuation. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's not just what they say. They're actually no. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> right. Oh, so just, you said they make things longer than. Well, but to say you're busy, they would go either. Oh. So instead of busy, it's like flat out, which is already <laughs> longer than busy. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I'm trying to think of another one because I know they do it also with names. So like Robert is Robo. Robo. Yeah, I've heard Robbo a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really heard Robbo, but... Really? Oh, I've heard... Yeah. So for, like, names like... Or, sorry, names like Darren, they say, like, Dazza. Yeah. Or Jeremy, Jazza. Or Jezza, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't know. It's... When I first came across that, I was just like, wow, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> But it's very, but it's very uniquely Australian, and I think that's kind of cool. Uh, well, uh, unique for my. I, I'm not a global. I'm not a globe traveler, so you know maybe somebody else does it. And I don't know. But I find I find that really fairly unique to what I yeah. have seen yeah. in Australia. I don't think it's <laughs> it's all that common. Oh, Brian, do you get annoyed when people call you a Yankee? I do. <laughs> I hate yes. it. There's one person. I, I, was, I would think so, especially being Texan. Yes. There, there is one person I allow that to happen. And that's because I call him Sheep Boy. Sheep Boy? Yes, because... So, I don't want to give his full oh, name. Oh, he's from Tassie. He's not. Oh, I won't give okay. his full name because that's that's not cool. But basically, when I first started... Again, it's the accent, right? And and, and Australians don't say they're ours. Yeah. So, this new guy started and and um, and he needed, he needed um, temporary access... Um, into some systems, and I, and I was going and creating. When I go, but I need his name so I can put it in there. And they said Baba, <laughs> and I was like Baba, like the sheep in the field. <laughs> and finally, it worked out that I couldn't, I didn't get it. And they, she said, No, Barber. <laughs> okay. And and so ever since then, I've called him Sheep Boy. So I allow him <laughs> to call me Yankee. But everybody else, when they say that, I go, You understand that where I'm from those are fighting words right and you yeah, can get hurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't say, don't say that to someone from the south <laughs> yeah yeah and they're like oh we just use Yankee to you know for the whole you know for the, all of the US I'm like yes but understand where I come from you can get hurt saying that I'm just one yeah, that's right I mean I don't even consider myself a Yankee and, and it's like that's more new, the New England area to me yeah, probably because I don't. I don't really think Michigan had a lot to play in the Civil War, though, did it? Oh yeah, it did. Okay, definitely. I was definitely involved, but 
I guess I'm thinking more of the Revolutionary War. Um, but yeah, Michigan oh, okay. wouldn't, wouldn't have been involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really funny. <laughs> well, Texas wasn't involved in that either because we weren't around. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we were part of Mexico at that point. Yeah, yeah. And maybe a bit of France. Yeah, yeah. Could have been anybody's territory and at that stage. It might have been of Spain, actually. Well, that's why there's six flags. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's been six flags flying over the state of Texas at any given time. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and it became a, a nice name for a theme park. Yeah, yeah. That has cool. now replicated its name across the country. <laughs> yeah, cool. So there's that one. So, um, yeah, were there any other questions that you wanted to answer? Um, just going to look at the time. So how long How long have we been going? Because I don't want to bore people to death. Oh, yeah, we got time for one more. We got, we, got, yeah. we, got, we got time for one more. So another another one that um, that Rebecca asked was... Yeah, yeah, about schools. Schools. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably something... You, you could do it from a probably uni experience. Well, I could do it from yeah, a little bit yeah. of uni experience. I think, I think she was thinking more about, like, uh, primary and secondary school, but... Um, yeah, I can talk about uni too. Well, I could probably do the primary school, to some extent. Okay, but you, you could start off with the uni bit. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I guess just, I guess catering this question to Rebecca because I know she's in high school. Um, okay. So, like, I guess the big, the big difference between American schools and Australian schools is, in Australian schools, like. The only year that matters is year twelve, the last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you would have, well, not firsthand, but secondhand. Experience. I've got secondhand experience <laughs> with that. Yes, I do. Because um, like everyone has this gigantic exam they take at the end, and if they don't do well on that, they can't get into their uni course that they want to get into. That's, yeah. At least that's as far as I know. Yeah. And so there's just tons of pressure on these kids to. Enormous, and the parents put so much pressure on them as well, and it just gets kind of like a absolute crazy time of year. By the time the exam comes around, it's it's called a VCE, which stands for Victorian Certificate of Education in Victoria. But I don't know what it's called in other states. Um, Yeah, each one have a different. I have, and in fact, it hasn't been VCE here that long because uh, TIFF was actually part of that transition. Oh right, okay. I can't remember what it was called before. But yeah, it, it was rough. It's roughly kind of the same thing. Yeah. It, it, you, but you're spot on, 100. percent That year 12 is. I mean, they've tried to break it off in a little bit and put some of it onto year year 11. Um, but it's oh, all really? yeah. But it's all pass fail, right? There's no grade in it, um, and the pressure really isn't there at year 11. It's just yeah. um, you kind of start doing things in year 11 to kind of ramp up to year 12. I think what they're trying to do is to have like a springboard. To yeah. try to get people mentally prepared, but it, it counts, but it doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it doesn't really count. It, it does count a little bit to the 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 weightings that the classes do, and it's a really complicated mathematical formula that I'm definitely not qualified to to explain. Because even I mean, Grace graduated two or three years ago, and um, I had a trouble understanding that math because it's not my strong suit anyway. When I heard it, and I don't need it now so I don't remember it 
Um, but yeah. bas basically what it comes down to is exactly what you said. Everything is weighted in that year. So yeah. every it's it's life or death in that. And the, the school pressure on it is enormous mm. on these kids. Yeah, yeah, it's enormous. huge. And, and Grace actually struggled <laughs> a little bit with Tiff and I because we were the opposite. We are like, look, if you fail your 12, you're not going to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's it's <laughs> not the end of the world. You, you do, there's yeah. th there's plenty of other ways to get into doing what you want to do. There's plenty of things that we can do to to get you back where you need it, even if it's university, sweetheart. Yeah. Right? There's, there's plenty yeah. of pathways they, through. Yeah, but they give the impression that it's life or death. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. That your life is over if you don't do well on that on if you don't do well on the grades and you don't do well on that final exam, your life is effectively over. You have messed up everything you could possibly do. Yeah. And yeah. Tiff and I were just like, we're, look, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I can tell you right now, nobody's asked me what my high school score is. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's right. It's uh in a few years you'll just forget about it the whole thing. <laughs> well in fact I did a uni course here right i've done i, I did it online but oh, yeah. i've done i've done a uni course here they didn't ask me what my high school transcript was they didn't even ask me if i finished high school yeah right they 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 go here's how much it's going to cost you sign up thanks here's your login yeah but uh was your was your course designed for anybody or just people who had the previous experience or because it might that might be a matter of expectations, I guess. It was um it was it was um part it was one well it was a course and part of a greater um, IT business course. Oh okay. So at the end of it, if you if you went through the whole thing, <laughs> which I haven't, but if you did, you would come out with a with a like a bachelor's degree. Okay, All right. But they didn't ask what my high school transcript was. They didn't care. In fact, yeah, I don't yeah, even think yeah. I could find it if they wanted it. Yeah, I don't think I could either. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the the big, I guess, difference between Australian and American schools. I mean, in America, like, I guess what matters is your performance throughout the whole of high school, rather than just the last year, because that's what colleges look at. Yeah. Colleges and universities look at your your GPA throughout. Yeah, because you started in year nine. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, year twelve is almost a throwaway year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. At least the second semester. I mean, so many people slacked off second semester of year twelve, or as we would call it, senior year. Yeah, yeah. But uh, because like they, you apply for colleges and universities before you get your grades from first semester of mm -hmm. your last year. Yeah. So it, that year doesn't even matter. Um, so that's a that's a pretty big difference, I think. And one that actually, I, I, I don't tend to. I I try really hard not to criticize one or the other. Although I do try to notice differences that I think would be, you know, one maybe a bit of an improvement over the other. And and yeah. this is one of those areas I think the U.S. probably has a bit better, because I think the pressure yeah. on students is less when you when you spread it out over four years. It means that yeah, exactly. if you get a bit behind for one reason, you can still kind of catch up and make it up or. Um, I think the pressure is a bit a bit less. I think it. I think at least in that sense, it gives you a little bit better for college because um, you're kind of ramping up instead of trying to put everything at the last second. Yeah, yeah, it helps you just prepare over a bit longer. 
period of time instead of just jamming it all in at the end. And, and you also don't need these really odd, strange mathematical equations to decide, you know, determine what your final outcome score is, like for VCE. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm really, the way they weight them is crazy. So it's like if you take, so they take your score and then they weight it according to whether it's a regular advanced or, um, well, subnormal course. I forget what that's called. But oh, okay. A remedial course, right? Um, and some things have a higher so some things have a higher weighting than others, and so they get so if it's a higher weighting rate, uh, weighting, then they then they add points. If it's lower, then they take points away, and then they aggregate that. And if you've had extra courses, they only add like ten percent of the total value to the. I mean, this is this is the math we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Which when I don't I don't know how they did it in Michigan, but I know in the Texas schools that I went to, they they took you know your A B C so you had you know from well you had from a 70 to a 100 you had to you had to meet and then they just take the average of that um, and then they put that into an either a four or an eight point system yeah yeah it's pretty similar Rem- remedial math people can do that right <laughs> me I can do that I'm remedial yeah. math yeah um, where this 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 VCE math I was like I'd Look, you've been talking for 30 minutes, and I still don't have any better of an understanding of what you just said that I did when I walked in <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. In fact, yeah. it might be worse. I might be more confused. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there there is a test that year 12 students take in America that's called like either ACT or SAT. Yeah. Um, and they take that into account um, when when you know universities and colleges are evaluating students but that's not the only thing they take into account so well I had to take yeah. I had to take an actual Texas exam as well right so I had to sit the SAT yeah um, which when I did it I actually worked the night before and I had I was there until about 2 a.m. so I was half asleep when I took huh. the SAT I'm surprised I passed it at all <laughs> but um, we had to take what was called the TASP test Texas assessment some skills and something test um, okay. and that that actually in part determined whether we graduated or not Oh right, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think there was a similar test in Michigan. I just forgot what it was called, though. I don't even know why I remember. M something was it? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's M something. M okay, yeah, so M something. Okay. M for Michigan. It could be the MASP, Michigan Assessment <laughs> Skills something. Don't think it was that. <laughs> It'll probably come to mind like, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Or you have to call Rebecca and go, hey, I got it. <laughs> or, or you can add it, you can bring it up in the next podcast. Yeah, it yeah can if be, I think of it. Yeah, it can be your homework for next time. <laughs> All right. The um, the other thing I would say, though, because I because I have been with Grace all the way through, right? So, And I was actually on the school council of her, uh, of her school, of her primary school. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I'm assuming Michigan does too, but we broke the secondary into two. So we had um, middle school, junior high, uh, and then we had high school. So yeah, yeah. Middle school would yeah, definitely have seven and eight, and sometimes nine. Yeah, yeah. Middle school for us, yeah, it was pretty similar. Yeah, um, and in year nine, you started you started gaining credits, but you could be yeah. in with the the middle school, junior high. Yeah, and then, and then we had the high school building. Yeah. Yeah, my my school system was weird. We had, um, 
the sixth sixth graders all in the same building and apart from everyone else. So it was primary school, which is up to uh, fifth graders. Okay. And then sixth, sixth graders were separate, and then seventh and eighth, and then nine through twelve. It's a bit convoluted, but I think yeah. they've changed it since then. But whatever works for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I, and and Grace started out at a private school doing Montessori for oh, yeah. for her first grade year. Um, and then we moved so the and this is something else you wouldn't see so much in the US either um, so the primary school that she went to uh, that was a public school actually created a Montessori stream so it okay. wasn't pure Montessori but it, it took the Montessori methods and put that into a classroom setting in a, in a public school yeah. and they were a little segregated off but we were on the same site with the same principal and um, it opened the door for some um, mainstream teachers to move into Montessori should they want to go through that training and, and do that. Okay. Um, but I sat on the school council of the primary school, so I got to see elements of both sides, both the, the Montessori stream and the mainstream. Yeah. Um, and some of the main differences that I saw, one of the things that got me the one of the things that struck me the most was lunches, uh-huh. <laughs> oddly enough. So when I was growing up in primary school, we had a lunchroom, right? And we had, you know, yeah. these big folding tables that had chairs attached to them that would, you know, fold up into, you know, kind of a obelisk almost, and they would yeah. wheel up against yeah. the wall. Um, yeah, we had something similar, but uh, the tables were placed in the gym. Okay. Um, so it wasn't a separate room, but yeah. Well, in in ours, it was actually the performance hall as well. So we actually had a stage in our in um okay in in our lunchroom. But you know, we we had a cafeteria that we could get food, or we could bring our own lunch. Yeah, or, yeah, same here. Um, here, they don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Right, you bring your you bring your own food. There isn't another option. There's no yeah. there's nothing like free lunches or anything like that. You you bring your own food. Um, it it at Grace's primary school, they would have um, like one day a week, maybe two, where um, the snack room would provide an option for a paid lunch with a menu preset, and you could and you could order so that the kids could okay. bring the money and stuff. Um, but definitely nothing as organized as what you know I see in primary school because I've I've seen both now Texas and in Arkansas and, and they're very similar. So um, I'm reckoning it's pretty standard across the, the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. So you definitely don't do that here, right? That's just, yeah, that's not done. No. I mean, I've never been inside of a primary school here, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I've heard, and then you've obviously seen that firsthand, so. Yeah, well, and the other thing that I would say that, that I noticed, too, is that the schools have a lot more autonomy here, right? So, um the, the government does come in and say uh, you have to do this, you have to meet these, you have to, you know, blah. Right? But at the end of the day, the government only gives that public school so much money and then leaves it up to the school to raise whatever other funds it wants. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Good. So, well, it's good and bad, especially if parents don't pay those excess oh. fees, you know, that the school decides that it wants. Now, the school makes those decisions by a school a school council 
right? And that school council is made up of the principal, a teacher representative, and then um, parents from the school, right? And then they actually set the policy for the school. And that could be anything from dress code to how lunches are, are managed to what equipment gets purchased, um, what fees are set, you know, within certain guidelines and stuff. There's there's a lot of autonomy at the local school level um, yeah. that, that you can do. Also, parents can choose what school their kids go to. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because we lived way away from the primary school. I mean, no, it was nowhere near our closest school. Okay. And we're like, we want to come here. And he's like, sign you up. Um, in primary, in Victoria, I can't speak to other states because I haven't gotten that far, but in Victoria, um, there are some schools that have set a local boundary for one reason or another. But yeah. most primary schools do not have um, a zoning policy. Okay. In fact, there's quite a bit of competition among the schools to attract students any way they can, which is in part how the Montessori stream got started, because they're like, hey, yeah. we see an opportunity here. We can get more yeah. students, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's worked out for them. That school's actually still doing very well. Okay. Um, yeah, so those people that are against school vouchers in the U.S., it actually, there's no voucher system here. You just attend it. Well, it kind of sort of is. The money just goes with the kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so there's that. That's that's primary school. Those are the big differences in primary school. There's probably some other differences as well, but those are the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, like the the school holidays is uh, different as well. Like the setup. So in America, there's a big long two and a half month summer holiday break mm-hmm. um, from early June to late August. Mm-hmm. But here, the summer break is only about a month or a month and a half, starting at Christmas, basically, mm-hmm. and then going to late late January, or early Feb. Yep. Um, but the other breaks throughout the year are, you know, there are there are there are more frequent breaks, I guess, in in Australian schools. Well, in the U.S., they call that year-round school, because that's been a big push there. Because. Really? Yeah, because the U.S. Okay. Has, has been what's using what's called um, the agrarian calendar for schools, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a the tradition was from the earliest days when when the kids would go home to help help do the picking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. In fact, my my grandmother would talk about picking cotton. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think one of them even said that she was often late going starting school, so she may not start until like October. Oh, because right. okay. because she was out in the field helping pick whatever it was they planted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's probably the only thing I ever got out of my grandmother that was useful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not by a lot. Um, <laughs> I won't ask. Yeah. No, I just I didn't have a relationship with my grandparents, which I'm very sad okay. about. But <laughs> okay, so it's not that bad. 
no, no, no. It's just, I mean, okay. that, that was actually useful information. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. I, I never even thought about that. Because you don't think about that, really. I mean, you're a kid yeah. and you think, uh, it's always been this way, but it hasn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is uniforms. So this is something else picking oh, yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> in the States that are just picking that up. Because just before I moved, it started kind of coming to the forefront. But uniforms okay. are real big here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Very common. Like when I was in um, school, like either primary or secondary high school, uh, yeah, there, not many schools had uniforms. Um, but I, but apparently they're changing that, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that seems to be, and it's very common in England, and that's where Australia picks it up. And I think I think it's something yeah. that the U.S. really decided not to do. For well, I'll see. Think about where the schools came from, because we're getting back into that agrarian yeah. thing again. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of these kids. I mean, the teacher sometimes just barely graduated school herself, mm. um, or himself. I guess there's probably some of those too. And um, yeah, you, you know, if they showed up to school at all, you're like, hey, that's a win. You didn't really care what they wore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were there were dress codes, and everything, but oh yeah, yeah, uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although when I was in high school, they were pushing really hard to allow shorts during summer. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, my school didn't allow shorts at all, except on very... Shorts like, day. On days they actually allowed it, saying, oh, wear, wear shorts day. <laughs> and then it, almost everybody did it? Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they require, like, a dollar or a donation of some sort? Because I know it... it um, no. At, at, like, both the Grace's primary and, and secondary school, um, they would have special days where you could wear certain things, but they would ask for what's called a gold coin donation. So it's either a dollar or a two dollar coin, yeah, um, to raise funds for whatever worthy cause it was. Um, and you, you know, it could be you know wear your pajamas to school day. Yes, that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, my school had that occasionally as well. That was pretty weird. <laughs> so I could never do. That. I could never show up in my pajamas. So I'm just like, no, it's just well, not me. If, if everyone's doing it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Yeah, see, I don't wear shorts either, because I just, I can't, when I'm out in public, I like oh, a certain... Oh my gosh, you don't. I don't. Even in <laughs> I, Texas, people are I've like, I've never really that? noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear shorts. I don't, ever. I don't ever. Not No, not in public. I might, like, if I was in around the house or something, yeah, the, the rules kind of shift. But if I'm out in public, I want to present a, a particular look, right? I want... You know, I have I have a way I want to appear to other people. Yeah. And so that doesn't include shorts. I don't. Yeah, I couldn't wear my pajamas to school. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty I'm pretty slummy now because when I was when I was in school, right? I wore I wore a button-down shirt. It was always tucked in. I always wore a belt. Right. Yeah. And you know, my jeans were always at least neat and you know clean and. And you know, not holy or anything like what they wear now. Um, you know, and I had decent shoes. I, I had a, I had a particular so so much and so. And a cowboy hat. You know, I didn't wear. I didn't start those until I moved here. Oh, really? And you know, and you want to know why? Because Melbourne rains a lot. <laughs> I would have thought you started wearing it to let people know you're Texan. You would think so, and you know anybody who doesn't listen to this podcast will probably get told that just for fun. But actually, yeah. it's because Melbourne rains a lot, <laughs> right? Especially I think it's hilarious that you wear a cowboy hat because it rains a lot in Melbourne. <laughs> it, 
because I am too. That's just. I just find that hilarious. I am too lazy to carry an umbrella. Because there's, you've got two choices in Melbourne, right? Um, I mean, we've we've had beautiful weather for the, like the last two or three weeks. I am soaking it up, thanking God every day, right? Because um, I know the cold is coming, and the cold brings rain. Um, and, and you've really got two choices, right? You either, well, you've really got three. You can carry an umbrella or get wet. Or you can wear a hat and then not have to have this stupid umbrella. And I like having both hands free, so I wear a hat. I like the reasoning. I might have to get one of these hats. <laughs> well, and I and I found too that because I've got I have my I have strange well I don't have I do have strange eyes I have like an astigmatism and I've got um, a a lighter back end I forget what that bit's called um, so light actually I'm very sensitive to light as well so I find even in the summer it actually helps even with my sunnies it actually does it actually does help reduce the light getting into my eyes right. All right, yeah. And I've actually found that wearing the hat actually makes it more comfortable for me to see. So I have taken to wearing it all seasons um, because it has the, the multi-purpose. And if it's cold and it's not raining, then my head gets cold. And you, you lose most of your heat through your head. I mean, that's what we're told. So. Yeah. Now, if my hat didn't have such a huge hole in it at the minute, which my brother <laughs> and daughter have no end of pleasure giving me a hard time about that'd probably be better but your hat has a hole in it it has a giant it has a very large hole in the front of it yes which my niece and my nephew have played a rather decent part in making bigger <laughs> is it is it like directly over your head or on the brim no well you know on the stock because I've got I have a um, I have an Akubra and, and, uh, yes. and so the it, yes, so it kind of the top of it kind of folds and and comes to a point. So the top the tip's got kind of a triangular edge to it. Yeah, and it's at the very front point of the triangle that has just worn, <laughs> and with little fingers going through the hole, <laughs> um, has become rather large over time. Well, you might want to get that fixed, otherwise the rain's going to come through. Yeah, well, it would definitely would now. Um, <laughs> when when I was at when when my brother and my dad and and Grace and I went to uh, Disney World over my holidays, um, both my brother and my daughter convinced me I should buy a new hat. So I actually bought yeah. an Indiana Jones hat. <laughs> so nice. I, I do have an Indiana. I don't. I'm not. I don't wear that out very much because I think. Well, first of all, it's, I mean it's a real hat, but it and it's a pretty good solid hat. But it it's kind of a show hat, right? Some place that you wear. If a you don't want people to laugh at you because it's an actual Indiana Jones hat that you bought at Disney World. <laughs> um, or or b it actually does look rel- relatively nice. It's not a cheap hat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I paid almost what I paid for my Kubra for it. All right. And and it, it is it's made of good good quality. I mean, it's it's probably almost as good a quality as my Cobra. Um but it, oh. it it's still it's still a nice-ish kind of hat and I don't want it to get a hole in it like my other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that wouldn't be cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm still wearing my Cobra when I'm just kind of out doing stuff. All right. Yeah. 
Sweet. Anyway, so we've completely diverted off the school thing, but I think that <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> I think that covers most of the school. So high school's kind of the same as the primary in the sense that the lunches are also done about the same. There's not really a cafeteria per se. Yeah. Um, I find that schools here don't do off-school lunches very often. Yeah. Where I had off, I had off-campus lunches. Oh, really? Off-campus? Yeah, except well, except for one school. I went to two high schools. One of them allowed off-campus lunches, and the other one didn't. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think we were allowed, we were allowed off-campus during the school day. Really? Oh, that was the best bit for me. I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Because I only lived like, you know, three blocks or something away. I rode my bike. I had my sandwich. I went back to school. And as long as I yeah. was back to class on time, they were like, hey. Yeah. They didn't care. <laughs> but the, the uh, my first high school was really too far away. I mean, the closest thing to it was like a Dairy Queen. And they would be completely flooded if they had off campus because it wasn't anywhere else, even really within driving distance. Oh, right. So they, they probably restricted it because there wasn't really anywhere to go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a uh, like a restaurant like right next to our high school, but yeah. No one ever would have gone there for lunch. I mean it wasn't a great place, but <laughs> Well but when it was there. When we went back so I stayed I stayed in my hometown, like for a little while and it was just Grace and I, right? So Grace and I had basically a month to ourselves, which is brilliant. Never had a month with just Grace and I. And one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to take her to my donut shop, right? So this is the place I'd go and get donuts. Anybody listening now is laughing furiously because they know I love donuts. Um, so what, I wanted to take Grace to, to my donut shop, right? It's called K Donuts on Arkansas. And um, I went in, and, and um, we, we started looking at the donuts, and Grace was picking out a donut. We started talking to the to the chick behind the counter and I was saying yeah I had to bring my daughter because you know I used to come here for donuts before school and she goes oh did you go to Sam I go uh, I go yeah I did she goes you know what they still do that they still come here before school (laughs) to get donuts and I think it was interesting from from Grace's perspective to see you know what I did when I was really not much younger than she is now Um, yeah and to be in a place that I was you know at that age (laughs) It was kind. Of, it was really cool, but um, yeah, yeah. So imagine. they still do that, and they still get flooded at lunch too, apparently. Because <laughs> again, there's off-campus lunches. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So cool. I think we beat the school horse to death. So maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll I'll go ahead and bring up my news item because I. Well, one of the things I thought would be interesting was because we're, we're talking about you know. Australia and and the U.S. and and stuff and one of the things I, I, I've always really liked is is the whole music scene and I've done various bits and pieces over the years um, and one of the things I thought would be interesting is just to track over over the podcast um, who who was where in the charts right so which Aussie artist band is charting in the U.S. and it what you know and where are they that week or what's the what's the top Australian act um, yep. in in the charts in the US and what's the top US artist in Australia right let me tell you that um, it's a lot easier to find the latter than the former which <laughs> is kind of yeah, sad I, I think I think that really needs to change um, yeah. we've got a few big acts like you know Keith Urban um, Sia does very well in fact Sia was doing a concert in Houston when Grace and I were in Houston 
over the holidays. Oh yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting how that kind of came back around. Um, <laughs> so he, here's my here's my little news for for the thing. So from an Australian perspective, um, the charts are are done by um, by the arias, right? Yeah. Um, in in the aria chart, the number two position is held by the top um, U.S. act, which is uh, the Chainsmokers and Coldplay doing something just like just like it. Um, something just like this. I can't even read. Something just like this. It's it's at number two this week. Um, and they're the they're the top U.S. Um, act in the aria charts. Um, okay. So, in comparison, I'm going to Billboard and looking at their top 100. The top Australian act is Starly, right? Mm-hmm. Starly's um, big breakout hit is called "Call on Me." It debuted in 2016, so last year. It is currently on the Billboard charts at 71. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's just bad. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty low. Well, and I don't mean bad because she's bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm saying that I think we sh- I think we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think we can. <laughs> I think. 71. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think look I've heard some awesome Australian acts. We have some awesome ones. Like we've got Ice House, Iva Davies. We've got Powderfinger, mm. who broke up. I know, but they're still an awesome band. Um, yeah. We've we've got we've got some awesome awesome talent here. I think I think I think we can do better. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely room for improvement. Definitely. So that's <laughs> that's that's my news. Um, okay. Yeah, unfortunately I don't have any news this time, okay. but maybe next time. That's okay. On um, whatever topic I randomly choose. That's right. It's 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 just fun. So the one thing I will say is the um, the theme the theme music that you should be hearing, assuming I do my editing well, um, is by my friend Chris White, um, and I will be putting up a, a a sample of that up on the website where you can have a listen. Um, and when he gets it to some place where you can buy it, I will link to that as well. Um, the other thing I will say is that if you don't know already, our website is www.thedisplatriots.com. So basically, to think of it this way, Displatriots is taken from displaced and expatriate. Right? So we're not ex anything. We don't hate the U.S., we didn't tell the U.S. what they could do with themselves. <laughs> We still like the U.S. and the states that we have originally come from. None of us left, you know, under duress or in a way that was mean or mean-spirited. We just found women we wanted to partner with and thought it was worth moving for. Yep. (laughs) That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So we're (laughs) we're just displaced patriots. Displatriot. Right? There you go. Well said, Brian. Thank you. We also have a Facebook page. Um, which is just facebook.com slash the because I like to keep things simple <laughs> um, and at some point the podcast will um, will be going through iTunes as well as other podcasting sites or you can um, 
you can subscribe directly off the website which I will also put a link to when I get all this edited and posted sweet cool okay well that's all I've got to say you got anything Andrew to say as we go yeah well, just pretty much thanks for listening everyone and uh, yeah we're pretty excited about the kickoff to our podcast and we're looking forward to producing more episodes so and if you have yeah. any more questions definitely yes. put them on our facebook page or yes, please ask questions yes please ask questions or add comments to the or add comments to the website i will try to put something in where you can actually have a better mechanism on the website for asking questions but um yes that would be cool more questions is good mm-hmm. yes cool well on that i think we'll call it a do yeah sounds good cool well all right Good night, everybody. Yes. Good night. Peace out. Whatever your goodbye is. (laughs) Goodbye. 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 Everybody. (laughs)